Amen. All right. Thank you very much. I don't know. Um, well, I do know. Uh, when Archie chose the music for today, he didn't, I don't think, unless he's psychic. Um, and and uh, I, I said psychic, not psycho. Uh, and uh, he told me today, he said, I don't know what my problem is. I said, oh, I do. Uh, yeah, uh, but um, I said, I don't know if he, how he knew, but he picked perfect music. That's, I guess, just God at work uh, this morning because we're going to look uh, at a passage in Philippians where... Uh, Paul talks about uh, the name above all names, the wonderful name uh, of Jesus that we have uh, sung about here uh, this morning uh, several times, and uh, it's came up, I've, I've heard it uh, in a couple conversations, it evidently is the, uh, the theme uh, of the day. Uh, and so uh, it's an interesting passage, um, and really... If I, if I thought I could have gotten you uh, to sit still for an hour and a half, two hours last week, uh, I would have liked to have preached uh, from uh, about verse 5 all the way to verse 11 uh, at uh, one sitting. Uh, because uh, last week we looked at uh, the humiliation uh, of Christ, how He left uh, the throne of glory, uh, how he left all his majesty and his power uh, and came to earth uh, for us. Uh, then we go uh, and look now beginning in verse 9, and we're going to see uh, what literally, the, the Greek words there literally mean the super exaltation uh, of Jesus Christ. Um, and, and I noticed something as I was uh, preparing that, uh, and this is familiar scripture to all of us, but it had never uh, really, uh, I don't know, stood out to me that much uh, in reading this passage. Uh, but what uh, it says here uh, in verse 9 when it says, God has highly exalted him, that God the Father chose uh, to lift up, to super exalt uh, the name uh, of Jesus Christ. And that's what uh, I want us to look at uh, this morning. And uh, as we do, we begin, uh, as we look at that, that, that opening statement uh, where he says uh, that he has... Uh, that he has exalted, God has highly exalted him, and bestowed on him, he says, a name that is above every name. Uh, and so as we look at that, uh, that first statement and, uh, and think about uh, what, uh, what that statement means, that God has, uh, has exalted him uh, above every name. They lifted up his name, magnified his name uh, above every name uh, known to man. And, that, uh, and he says that little word, therefore, uh, is... Uh, an important word. Uh, he says, therefore, because Christ was humiliated, because God Christ left heaven, because he was willing to come to earth and uh, be a sacrifice uh, for our sins, he says, because of that, God has exalted him, God has uh, given him uh, this name. He has rewarded him uh, by giving him uh, a name uh, above every name. In the previous verses, he was humble uh, and came to earth. But now, 
uh, it says God has uh, exalted him and given him uh, this position. When he says there uh, the word exalted, uh, the idea uh, is the idea of Elevated, He has uh, lifted him up, uh, much like we would think about an elevator. He has uh, just, again, super exalted him uh, and put his name uh, above every other name. There is no uh, other name uh, that would uh, compare. And here... Uh, in this passage, uh, Paul is uh, kind of uh, Paul is holding nothing back. Uh, Paul is uh, is using words here that uh, are so uh, again exalted, uh, elevated uh, that uh, to talk about uh, who Jesus Christ uh, actually uh, is, what that name is, and he uses a word here uh, that isn't found uh, anywhere else in the New Testament when he describes uh, how the name of Christ uh, is exalted, a name uh, above every name, and. and uh, I love what uh, John Philip says uh, about this passage. He says, we cannot, we must not uh, leave Jesus uh, on the cross. He says uh, that uh, a lot of people uh, want to leave him on the cross. And, uh, and uh, you know, they have those... Uh, and I don't, I'm not saying go home, tear down your paintings or whatever, or get rid of your cross jewelry, but uh, it is important to remember uh, that Christ is no longer on the cross, that Christ went through the cross, over the cross, to the tomb, left the tomb, was resurrected, and ascended back to His Father. That is why that name is exalted. There is no other name that compares, no other name uh, that matches uh, that, uh, that wonderful name. And, and again, uh, that God, uh, again, has no intention uh, of leaving him there is what Philip says. And I, I love that statement. He wants us, uh, if, if God himself exalted the name of Jesus, that name should be exalted uh, among us. That's why uh, it disturbs me uh, so greatly to hear uh, the name of Jesus tossed around so uh, so carelessly uh, many times, even in, uh, in profanity uh, in many cases. It is a name uh, that, uh, that is above, he says, all names. And, uh, and you know, he's, again, we're coming up on Christmas, and, and I love Christmas, but he's not in a cradle anymore. He's not on a cross anymore. He's not in a tomb anymore. Uh, I've said before, if I was a jewelry designer, I would design a necklace that instead of a cross, I would design a charm you could put on your necklace. And I don't know how I'd do it. I'm not that smart. Uh, but design a, a charm that was an empty tomb. That, that would be the, the, what to wear. Uh, as we think about, uh, he says, because he came and he did these things, that, uh, that he is uh, exalted uh, above all names, he says. Uh, in that passage, as you look at it, uh, again, he says, God has highly or super exalted, magnified uh, that, uh, that perfect name. And again, that, that word, it's, uh, you know, it's really hard to, to translate and understand completely uh, that phrase, highly exalted. But it, it simply means, again, nothing compares. That, and that, that was one of the lines in the song we sang a moment ago. Nothing compares to the name of Jesus. 
that there is no other name that does what the name of Jesus does. Yeah, the, 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 the name of Jesus, uh, and we sing those songs, and, and we talk about it. You know, that name, if you know, if you know Jesus, there's no other name uh, that, uh, that does. I, I heard a story uh, of, a, uh, of a preacher who was uh, in, uh, in Israel, uh, in, uh, in Israel, in Jerusalem, and he was out by some of the, the monuments, uh, of uh, you know some of the, the the sightseeing and said there was a group of young people there just kind of acting crazy and he's just just laughing and carrying on and just you know he, he could tell they were ridiculing and joking and he had all he could take and said he jumped up on a little wall there and began to preach and he just preached for all he was worth when he got done the people stood there in silence and said somebody come over to him and said. They don't speak any English. <laughs> he said, but they did say they understood the word Jesus. He said, well, praise the Lord, that's the only one they needed to know anyway. And he went on about his business. Listen, that name translates across languages. It changes lives. I've seen it myself, and perhaps you have. Been in hospital rooms, been in, 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 um, in, in rest homes, been in uh, hospice homes, and, and talking to someone, and, and bring up and begin to talk about the name of Jesus, and talk about Jesus Christ, and see peace come over that person. It's amazing what the name of Jesus can do. Listen, you can talk about a lot of things, but he says here, this name, it has an elevated position. You know, it, it, uh, it, it's amazing how, how, that name, uh, how that name works. And, uh, how he, uh, it's amazing in this little passage, how in, in the passage from last week, we go from the depths of Christ being crucified, leaving glory, to in this passage, seeing Him super exalted, magnified, uh, and, and lifted up. And, and listen, as we think about that, uh, that brings us then to this excellent identity. Look what he says uh, about him in, in this next phrase. He says that God has exalted him and bestowed on him a name that is above every name. A name that is above every name, that no other name compares a name that, again, when, when you, again, when you say the name Jesus, the very identity. You know, there, there are a few names in history. Most of them are clothed in um, shame. You say names like Hitler, and immediately certain things come to mind. Stalin. That there are names that are clothed in, in shame and evil and death, you know, all those kind of things. But he says the name of Jesus is a name that's above all names. It's a name that has been, uh, it, it, it's an identity in that name. You know, there, 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 you know, there are people, you know, I, I knew a guy, well, I still know him. Uh, I, I know a guy uh, that everybody calls him Opie. You know, and 
Most everybody in this room, when I tell you we call him, everybody calls him Opie, you have an idea pretty much of kind of what he looks like. And if I were to bring him in this room, you'd go, yep, yeah. Of course, he's getting a little older and his hair's not quite as red now, but he looked younger, he looked like Opie. Yeah. That, that, that name has an identity to it. Yeah. That name has an identity to it. When we think about the name of Jesus, there is an immediate list. Yeah. If I were to tell you, if I were to have passed out paper this morning and said, the name Jesus, what does that name represent? What does that name bring to mind? And let you begin to start writing. I would almost guarantee you that if we, when we gathered up the list, there would be a few differences, but across the room, there would be so much similarity in what we thought of because that name just has an identity to it. We know who we're talking, even out in the street, even among the pagan, even among the heathen, the name Jesus brings us, has an identity to it. It has a, a, a certain image that goes along with it that everyone uh, thinks of and that God has honored that name and put that name uh, above every name. And, and again, Jesus Christ, uh, this morning, uh, again, there, there are places where that name is cursed. There are places where that name is hated. There are places where that name is despised. But to those who know Him, it is a name above every name. A name that brings honor. Luke chapter 24 he says of that name, he says in that repentance for the forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. That name is repentance. That name is forgiveness. That name is redemption. In the Gospel of John, he says, In that day you'll ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it unto you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. And you will ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. <clears throat> I heard, and, and I'm, I'm going to talk about somebody here for a moment who is going to evoke various sets of emotions and ideas across the room, I'm sure. But I heard Jesse Jackson one time talking about being over, I don't remember what country, but being in another country, um, and I forgot who he was traveling with. For some reason in my mind, it seems like he was with E.V. Hill. E.V. Hill's a great, great, was went on to be with the Lord now, but a great man of God, preached the walls down. I mean, just an unbelievable, uh, powerful preacher. And said that as they would travel around, said that, you know, several times as they went, come out of their meetings, they would go to get in the car. And said they would come up to get in the car, and, and as, as he says, I'd start to get in the car, said the security guard said, ho, 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 who are you? You can't get in the car. 
you, you, get back. He said he'd, he'd even stick his head out the door and say, He's with me. Oh, we'll come right through. He said they'd go to another meeting, they'd come out. He said I'd go to get in the car, and they'd stop me. He said he'd stick his head out and say, He's with me. He said I figured out real quick the, the solution to my problem was to make sure they knew I was with him. Listen, my name is worth nothing. But what I want you to know today is if you're a child of God, when you get to the gates of glory and, and, and they stand there and say, Who are you? You can't come in. You say, Oh, I'm with Him. I'm with Him. You want to hear something powerful? Go on YouTube and search for Alistair Biggs. He preaches a message. Uh, I think the name of it is The Man in the Middle Cross. And he says, there's only one reason I can go to heaven. There's only one reason I have the promise of eternal life. And that's because the man on the middle cross said so. Listen, that name, if I get to heaven, if I stand at that gate and say, I'm, my name's Jimmy, I pastored for 30-some years, I, I, I pastored Poplar Grove for 20 Almost 27 years now. I had to think about that for a minute. Almost 27 years. They're going to say, so what? I can tell them who my family was. I can tell them all the people I knew. I can tell them if I can think of any, any accomplishments and all those things. And they're going to look at me and say, so what? And I'm going to go, oh, oh, wait a minute. The man on the middle cross named Jesus. Oh, you know Jesus. Well, open the gates and blow the trumpets and come on in. See, my identity is in His identity. That's who I am. I, I, listen, I, my, my identity is useless. Who I am is nothing. But who I am in Jesus Christ is everything. That changes the game. That changes it all. Now that changes everything because of the identity he has. Look not only at his identity, but he go on and you see the influence. Look in verse 10. He says, So that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Listen, he says very simply, he says that name. I like that line. To be honest with you, that song we just sang, I love that song. I, 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 I play that song, listen to that song. But you know, for some reason, and I don't know if that was just the arrangement that we have, or I'm just a dullard. Um, but if you would have asked me, I would have told you that it says over and over what a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. But I had missed, somehow... The line that said, matter of fact, I even caught myself standing there, and if y'all can read lips, you noticed it. For a moment, we got down to the section that said, what a powerful name it is. And I kept singing, what a wonderful name it is. And then I looked down and wait, 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 that ain't what Archie's saying. Archie's got it wrong, is what I thought. And then I looked. No, it's not just a wonderful name. It's a powerful name. Paul says, at that name, every knee shall bow. Every knee shall bow. That word every. You know what that word every means in the Greek? 
Every. There you go. Y'all going to learn some Greek or die. Yeah. Every. It means every. Those that denied Him, those that ignored Him, those that rejected Him, those that cursed Him, He says the day is coming when at that wonderful name, at that powerful name, they will bow. Every knee. Those who love Him, those who hate Him, those who have went on and have already left this world lost, He says the day is coming when they will bow at the name of Jesus. You think about that. You think about that statement. That, that statement, as I thought about that, is an amazing statement. Now, he doesn't say every knee will bow as Jesus walks across the water. Every knee will bow as Jesus calms the storm. Every knee will bow as Jesus gives back the deaf their hearing. Every knee will bow as He gives the blind their sight. Every knee will bow as He gives the the mute back their voice. Every knee will bow as Lazarus and his friends come forth out of the grave. No, that's not what He says. He says simply at the name of Jesus. Just at His name. They're going to fall and bow and worship Him. Listen, that's a powerful name as we see here. Listen, again, he's talking about the earthly. When he says every, he's talking about those on earth, those that have already went to glory, those that have died lost, every, every body that has been lost at sea, every, every person that has been, you know, every missing, everybody. At the knee, at the name of Jesus, will take a knee. He says that's the name before that we're talking about. That's the power of this name. Romans chapter 14 says this, For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue confess to God. Listen, it's not just Philippians that says it. Over and over again, the Bible tells us everyone will eventually bow, either in worship or in misery. You're either one day, everybody in this room, everybody online, one day you're going to bow. You're going to bow before Jesus, and you're either going to bow and you're going to worship and praise and adore your Savior, or you're going to bow in misery and agony because you know you rejected the King of kings and the Lord of lords. But mark my word. No, my word's useless. Mark God's word. You will bow. You will bow. You see... Finally, then the expression invoked. I love passages. I love to preach passages like this because I don't have to do anything. It's, it's just right there. It's beautiful. He says, here it is. He says, when you bow, he says, and again, every tongue confess. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Again, that word every. 
You know what that Greek word every means? Yellow learning. I like that. And look what he says, that every one of them is going to confess the name of Jesus to the glory of God. Some of them are going to be there. You ever, had to, you ever, told, you ever made a child apologize? Some of them are going to be there begrudgingly because they know what it means. They've rejected him. But every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He says every one of them are going to cry out. Every one of them are going to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is the King. Every creature, every, uh, every tongue. And there's a lot of debate about that. He says every tongue will confess. Every tongue. There are some who say, well, it doesn't say just every man's tongue, but it says all of creation, every tongue is going to cry out that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't know about you, but as a child of God, I'm looking forward to that day. I've heard my God ridiculed. I've heard Him slandered. His name used in profane and ungodly ways. I can hardly wait for the day when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord. That every tongue falls down before Him. R. Kent Hughes says in his commentary on this passage, he says, remarkably, he says there's a threefold declaration here. He talks about how it says, Jesus Christ is Lord. How it presents the whole gospel in that statement. The day is coming when even the vilest tongue is going to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in that name. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That He is the name above Every name, every fallen spirit, every demon in hell, Satan himself, the day is coming when every knee shall bow. Yeah, I, I, as, as I prepared and I studied this passage this week, as I began to think about what is included in every, who is included in every, every demon of hell, every angel of heaven, Every, every being, every, can you imagine? I had the opportunity one time to hear the Brooklyn Tabernacle uh, Choir sing. To hear that many people sing. Was in, and we were in the, in the Vine Center up at Liberty. And I mean, even that big building, it just, you know, it just, it, you know, it just blow you windows out of the building. It was unbelievable. Can you imagine when every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus Christ is Lord? Listen, Herod's going to do it. Pilate's going to do it. Caesar's going to do it. You know how many people Caesar had executed because they wouldn't say Caesar is Lord? Well, the day is coming when Caesar... He's going to bow his knee 
and say, Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the day we're looking for. That's the day that Paul is describing. That is the day that is ahead. I mentioned a while ago, Hitler will do it. Stalin will do it. Every human being, every person, every creature, he says, the day will come when they will bow before the name of Jesus. They will confess that name. Simple passage with huge implications. This morning, I want you to know, just as Paul has laid it out there, again, easy, easy message to preach, because Paul just, a lot of times Paul can be a little wordy. A lot of times Paul can be a little confusing. Not here. Not this time. Paul lays it out in simple words for all of us to understand. In the previous passage, he says Jesus Christ left glory and came to earth to be sacrificed, to be crucified, and to die for our sins. And now he has been magnified. And that at that name, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess. You can bow today. Remember that old commercial? Pay me now or pay me later. You can bow today or you can bow later. You can say Jesus Christ is Lord today or you can wait till the day when every knee bows. But then it will be too late. I want to ask you to bow your heads this morning. Exalted, super exalted, name above every name. You're in this building this morning, you're joining us online, and you know Jesus Christ personally. You know Him as your Lord and Savior. There is no question, no doubt about your salvation. As we think about this passage, let me ask you this. Even though you would say, I know I'm a Christian, I know I'm saved. I know I'm a child of God. Is your tongue confessing that? To the people you work with, to your family? Are you waiting for something? Would you kneel this morning? Would you bow and say, Lord... I don't want to wait till all creation bows and confesses you as Lord. I want to sing your praise today. I want everybody that knows me to know that I am a child of the King. God, help me to have that courage, that testimony. But the most important person, the most important people I'm speaking to this morning are those today 
who you've never asked Christ into your heart. You don't know Him personally. Oh, you're a good person. You're decent. You're not a criminal. But you don't know Jesus Christ personally today. I used that illustration a moment ago. Let me ask you to put yourself in those shoes. One day, and there's nothing to indicate that this is actually what happens, but let's just use this for an illustration. One day you walk up to the gates of heaven and you say, I want to come in. And the gatekeeper says, why should I let you in? What are you going to tell them? Are you going to tell them about how much money you gave to the church? Are you going to tell them about how often you went to church? The jobs you had at church? How you worked in Bible school? How you sang? How you played an instrument? How you were in the choir? Are you going to tell them all those things? Well, if you do, here's going to be the answer. Depart, for I never knew you. If you can't walk up to that gate and say, I'm coming in because the man on the middle cross said I could. Because I know Jesus personally. Because there was a day, there was a time when I bowed my knee and I confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. If you can say that, the gates swing open. Any other answer is the wrong answer. How are you trying to get into heaven today? If it's through anything other than the bowed knee and the confessing tongue, asking Christ into your heart, you'll be denied. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. God, we thank you for the wonderful name of Jesus that brings peace, that brings comfort, that brings healing, most of all brings salvation. No other name whereby man must be saved. God, this morning there are people in this room who know you. There are people joining us online who know you, who have a relationship with you. But God, they need to be more bold in confessing you and telling others about their knowledge of you, their relationship with you. God, but most of all, there are some today who are trying to get into heaven based on their good works and not on the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would convict their heart. Maybe they've been in church for 30, 40, 50 years had offices, been a deacon, been a teacher. But the truth is this morning they don't know Jesus Christ personally. Lord, would you speak to their heart, convict them, draw them, bring them to you. And we'll give you the honor for what you do. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we stand together.
Appreciate your attention this morning. Uh, as we go out again, I remind you, uh, prayer request we had a few moments ago. Um, keep those in your mind. Um, continue to pray for them. Uh, some very uh, serious, uh, real needs um, there, and so pray for healing, for comfort um, in those uh, in those situations, and. Um, Again, pray for uh, for each one of those uh, during the week. Uh, Carol, what is Thursday your surgery? Thursday and Friday. Okay, so Veterans Day and Friday. All right, and uh, y'all remember Wallace this week? Uh, Wallace will be turning 99 on Friday, uh, and so uh, remember him. Uh, and Wallace is still doing. Well, for those of you who uh, remember Wallace, um, if he can hear you, he can pretty well, you know, but uh, so me and him get together and don't either one of us have an idea what we're talking about. So um, he, I ask a question, he answers a different one, and I, you know, we just, we, uh, and so um, we, uh, but um, he, his, his eyesight and his hearing both are, uh, are, are kind of, um, kind of dwindling. Um, pray for him uh, again. Uh, I think he's off lockdown now. They, had, they did have a case of uh, COVID in uh, the place where he stays now, and so they had everybody kind of uh, locked down again in their rooms. And so, uh, but um, he's still in good spirits. And um, I said, uh, uh, do you think about him and uh, want to send him a card or something this week? Let me know, and I'll get you the address. Um, and I'll tell you where he is, and I'm sure he'll be glad to hear from you. All right, let's bow as we dismiss. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the day you've given us, Lord. God, I thank you for allowing us to uh, be here this morning, God, to, uh, to once again look at your word. And God, to sing and to talk about the marvelous name of Jesus. Uh, God, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, just uh, put our focus, our attention uh, on that name, that we would be the servants uh, you'd have us to be. And we'll give you the glory for it all, which in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.